0: Football Friday across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. This is Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. And we're all presented by Ocean Casino and Resort. Visit theoceanac.com and you'll hear a lot, learn a lot, and feel a lot about the Ocean Casino and Resort across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Now, Johnny Mac, the exclusive... Provider, the exclusive provider of all Jacob Media sports content across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. So, the exclusive casino sports book provider of Jacob Media. So, big news uh, coming for Jacob Media. Special thanks to all of our viewers and all of your followers and everybody that joins the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, on a daily basis, whether they're watching Birds 365, The Middle with Ton Shander, Harry Mays, and Barrett Brooks, the National Football Show with Dan Silio, and of course our edition, our nightly edition of Football 24/7 uh, with Johnny Mack. So a lot to cover and a lot to a lot of ground uh, to get to. You wouldn't think so, but on this. Focus Friday, Johnny Mac. I want, I, <laughs> I, I jotted one note down and I, this is my object objective by the end of football 24 seven. I, I don't even know if you can see this, but tell me if you can actually see what that says. Are you able to see that? Feel good about Sunday. Feel um, good about Sunday go is, is the uh, my goal for this edition oh. of Football Twenty I don't know. If I, I,
2: I don't know if I can live up to that, Joe. I got to be honest. I got to. I got to call, call it down the middle. Uh, anybody who listened to Birds Three Sixty Five this morning, I'm a little worried about the spot. I don't love the spot. I don't love starting on the road the year after the pandemic because I think. The environments around the league in the home field environments are going to be crazy, even more crazy than normal, uh, because everybody was pent up. Most places you couldn't go at all. A lot of places very limited fans. Later in the season, um, I don't, I don't love the spot. Is how I described it to Jody Mack this morning.
0: All right. Well, we'll get into that. We're going to cover a lot of ground today. We'll get the first official. Updated injury report. I believe that is correct and that is posted uh, and now published. So we'll deal with that. Less than forty-eight hours away from kickoff. What is head coach Nick Sirianni doing right now? Ryan Kerrigan spoke at practice. He hasn't been around. He's been there. We just haven't heard from him. But he did speak today. Um, So we'll talk. uh, We'll get Johnny's thoughts about what Ryan Kerrigan had to say. And then a little bit later on, John McMullen's five bullet points taken from the last seven reports that we've done here on Football 24-7. I did a little bit of homework and a little re-rack of the Jacob Media YouTube channel, Johnny Mac, uh, and we'll revisit some of that as we get ready to get into Sunday, and feel good uh, about Game 1 uh, on the 2021 schedule. Now, before we do that, if you're watching for the very first time on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, we are so excited about our first giveaway for subscribers. We're giving away two a pair of season tickets, that's two tickets, To the 2021 Philadelphia Eagles season. If you've missed any of the messaging, here's our 30-second promo spot. Hey, Eagles fans, if you're a subscriber to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, you are already registered to win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming season. That's right. You could win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming 2021 season just for being a subscriber. If you're watching and you're not a subscriber, do it now. Subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel right now. What do you need to do? Subscribe right now. And more on that season ticket giveaway. We have a video coming out tomorrow uh, that'll be published here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel that'll talk about all of the things that you must do. And there are not very many except follow all the rules and you must be uh, a subscriber. So we'll deal with all of that. Johnny Mac, let's jump into uh, today uh, the last walk or the, the walkthrough Before the team departs, uh, pick it up from there, uh, just so we can start to get into a little bit of a football dialogue. Uh, What happened today, or what was going on today? I guess you didn't get a chance to see much, uh, but tell us what you saw when you got to the center or got to the complex today.
2: Yeah, Friday practices for people that don't know. On a typical uh, game week where you're playing on Sunday, they're very scaled back. They're very short. Uh, generally only an hour, a little bit over an hour or so, uh, more of a walkthrough type environment. You work on um, some issues. Typically, for instance, a a prep week, you work on first and second downs on Wednesday, uh, third downs on on Thursday, Uh, Friday's a lot of red zone work in that walkthrough sort of environment, no pads, obviously, or anything of that nature. Nick Sirianni likes to uh, switch that up a little bit and he works a little bit of third down into Wednesday, works a little bit of red zone into Thursday, tries to get more periods, more work on situational football um, in the time they do have. I got to tell you, it's been a theme all summer. They want even shorter than that. Um, and it was funny because we get out there for stretching and individual drills, so Stretching, they started out with the Rocky theme with the music. So that uh, probably was predictable. Then, it went, when it was over, when stretching was over and practice was set to begin, uh, Nick Sirianni stopped the music, called the players over. And that's where we got the, the sound bite that everybody's going to be talking about. Most people around the NFL call it Fast Friday. You're working six to 10. On Wednesday and Thursday, 6 in the morning to 10 at night. Then on Friday, uh, you get to go home, see your family a little bit. Uh, Things are much uh, quicker, much lesser of a day for the players and the coaches. Um, And he wants to call it focused Friday. He wants to make sure everybody doesn't fall into bad habits just because you're not at the facility from 6 to 10 all day, Um, and then it started, and boom, as we talk about, probably 45-minute practice uh, really quick, and Eagles were uh, off the practice field in the meetings and continued the prep for, obviously, the Atlanta Falcons.
0: As we mentioned, when we first came on, uh, Johnny Mack leading into uh, the game on Sunday, today was – Uh, or you can provide for us now uh, what you would officially classify, I guess, as an updated injury report. Uh, The Eagles published or put out their official injury report, and so did Atlanta. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the Eagles report that was pushed out um, that is now, I guess, official, whereas the report published on Wednesday and Thursday doesn't have quite as much significance because it's, it's not really official. Is that, am I making sense with that?
2: Well, it's, it, what it is in in Thursday and Friday, it's, excuse me, Wednesday and Thursday, it's called a participation report. So you're just updating the people into who's practicing, what their status is for the game. Um, And that's where you saw it pretty much all week. It's been the same four names and by Friday, you have to declare uh, their status for the game. And there's only uh, three statuses now. There is out, there is uh, uh, questionable, um, and there is uh, doubtful, which is very rarely used now into it in the NFL. But um, it's been the same four players uh, all week, Brandon Brooks, uh, Rodney McLeod, Landon Dickerson, Davion Taylor, Um, Rodney McLeod, Landon Dickerson were ruled out. uh, So they are not going to play Sunday in Atlanta. No surprise on Dickerson. Little bit of a surprise on Rodney McLeod. Even though I said all week I didn't think he was going to play, uh, but I thought the Eagles would take that up to game time, list him as questionable, uh, just to put a little bit of doubt in in the Falcons' mind. But he's not going to play. And Brandon Brooks, as I said all week, um, the Eagles were just trying to, to uh, maintenance him, so to speak, get him through the week for the game. Uh, he's in. He's going to play. Uh, and Davion Taylor, uh, who missed a, a lot of training camp with his calf injury, he was the one player listed as questionable. So he's the one guy who's going to be um, uh, iffy. on game day. And the Falcons are completely healthy. Um, Grady Jarrett, who's probably their best defensive player, uh, didn't practice, I think, on Thursday. But that was not injury-related. It was uh, more of a personal day, personal issue. Uh, One of their linebackers, Brandon Copeland, uh, had a hamstring. He was limited early in the week. Uh, but both of those players have been cleared and they're going to play.
0: We talked yesterday on football 24 seven with uh, NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob media uh, YouTube channel. Uh, we talked about third round pick. Jalen Mayfield was going to start at left guard uh, for the Falcons, and we talked about um, his, init- his uh, the initiation uh, for Jalen Mayfield uh, is Fletcher Cox uh, so
2: Yeah, it is, and Javon Hargrave, because, uh, you know, Jonathan Gann is going to go multiple, so you're going to see Fletcher Cox move around to both sides. might even see him at end on the rare occasion. Uh, Javon probably going to line up more uh, more as a nose tackle than not, but you'll see him move around as well. Um, So he'll have to deal with both of them at, at times. And yeah, that's, that's tough duty for a rookie player. And that's one position. If you want to feel good, that's one spot on, on the football field you should look at because the Eagles should have a pretty significant advantage. And the, the one thing that affects quarterbacks uh, more than anything else is interior pressure. They hate that push up front, right out in front of them, right in their face. Uh, You look at Tom Brady, the Super Bowls he has lost besides Super Bowl 52 against the Eagles, he lost both to the New York Giants, both because they got tremendous pressure right up the interior. Quarterbacks hate that, even the best quarterbacks, and Matt Ryan is, is in that category.
0: You know, it was interesting to watch the uh, NFL kick off last night. What a great game uh, it was. But during the broadcast, they did a little bit of of an analysis uh, of uh, a sequential timeline of Tom Brady. Uh, And it looks like he's releasing the ball even quicker uh, today uh, than he did even three or four years ago or five years ago or eight years ago. Um, So there wasn't a lot of pressure last night on Brady uh, but they did have four turnovers but they did give him the ball back with a minute 25 to play and but and they did win the football game but it was a great game it was a great kickoff last night
2: yeah I mean and and you look at some of those turnovers a lot of drop passes which I talked to on both sides of the football and you can see how explosive those offenses are because hey they were a little sloppy and they're putting up those numbers because some of those receivers were dropping the football Uh, You saw drops all over. C.D. Lamb dropped a couple. Leonard Fournette dropped an easy screen pass, which turned into one of those turnovers for the Buccaneers. Antonio Brown was great, but he also dropped a pass. Um, Drops all over the place, except Gronk. He caught everything. But um, you can imagine it's scary. I mentioned that. I said, look, we look at the Eagles and we say, okay, this team's not ready to compete to be a Super Bowl contender like Tampa Bay is, but you want them to compete with the Dallas Cowboys. So you saw the Dallas Cowboys. You saw what they are. A little bit the same of, of as last year when Dak Prescott was healthy early in the season. Defense is still not up to speed, still not up to snuff, but that offense, they can score. And if you project out the road, we don't have to go very far and we don't want to get to the Cowboys because that's week three. But can the Eagles win that type of game? Can the Eagles win a shootout if they have to score 30, 35 points? I don't know.
0: Football 24 7 with NFL insider John McMullen. Let's transition into those five bullet points that I collected from some of these reports leading up to the game uh, on Sunday. uh, And I'll get you to comment on it, John, elaborate for those that are just joining us for the first time on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe uh, to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And of course um, we thank you for tuning in uh, as religiously as you do, whether you agree or not, whether you agree to disagree or not. uh, We appreciate uh, you being here. One word that you've used a lot, Johnny Mac leading into this game is uncertainty. It's a word that you've used in many different and out many different descriptions, many different answers, but it all seems to come back to that one word can be applied in just about every category, except the offensive front and the defensive front, I guess.
2: Yeah, and it starts with the head coach and the quarterback. I mean, it really does. Um, we have a rookie head coach, mm-hmm. and we have essentially a, a, a first time starting quarterback. Obviously, you got to start four games, but anytime you have that, um, and you look at Atlanta and say, okay, they have a rookie head coach as well, but they also have Matt Ryan, who's been in this league for over a decade played in Super Bowls, former MVP, five-time Pro Bowl selection. You kind of at least know what he is. Um, With the Eagles, uh, the two most important parts of this whole mosaic are uncertain. You don't know what they are. Um, There's a lot of positives. I think there's a lot of hope. I think you've seen some pretty high-profile people over the past couple days. Tony Romo is one of them. We talked to our buddy Jeff Kerr and said he thinks the Eagles are going to surprise a lot of people. He thinks they're the best team in the division. Joe Banner, maybe a little uh, Homerism, but he thinks the Eagles are all of a sudden going to win the NFC East. Where is this hope coming from? Partially from the uncertainty. You know, everyone says, you know, why why are you being negative? Uncertainty can go two ways, Joe. It can go very positively or very negatively. It can go probably three ways. It can go in between, which is the more likely scenario. Um, So, look, if Jalen Hurts plays at a high level, this team will be in the mix for the NFC East. Uh, But I think it's fair to use that term, uncertainty, with the quarterback Mm -hmm. and the head coach specifically.
0: Yeah, with the head coach for sure, you don't know, we don't know, and if you don't know, we definitely don't know what or how head coach Nick Sirianni is going to coach his very first professional game. We can surmise what we think they're going to do, but we don't know, right? He isn't showing anything has
2: it shown anything on purpose. I mean, this team really, really believes, and I can say this whole, I mean, this is not a bull you-know-what. They really believe they have an advantage early in the season uh, because people around this league don't know what they're going to do. They really, really believe that. Now, whether you agree with them or not uh, is, is up to the individual fan, um, but they believe it and it's not an act, Uh, and that's one of the reasons they were so vanilla in the preseason. They didn't want to show anything, Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with running the football with the quarterback. I really do. I think it's going to be a heavy RPO-type offense, RPO-heavy offense, um, and they're going to try to catch people off balance Uh, at least you know the adjustments will start quickly Um, but if you're able to get through the first month uh taking some teams by surprise uh that's probably the right way to go um from Nick Sirianni's standpoint I you know I'm writing about this for Sports Illustrated a little concern cropped up this week in the fact that he wants everything on his shoulder. Like he doesn't want to, you know, Doug Peterson was, was very um, honest about his game planning um, system, so to speak, and that the individual assistants would be given responsibility for one part of the game plan. It might be third downs. It might be red zone. It might be backed up offense, might be two minute offense, four minute offense. Um. Everybody had a responsibility, um, and then it filtered up through the offensive coordinator, whether that was Frank Reich, uh, Mike Groh, Press Taylor, who was sort of the de facto press uh, offensive coordinator, and and then got to Doug finally, and he put it all together, made the game plan, the call sheet. I asked Nick Sirianni about that on Wednesday, and he said, nope, we're going to do it all together. Uh, he wants to have his thumb in every piece of the pie, so to speak. And he said, if I'm going to be calling the game, I don't want to hand things off. I don't want to delegate. And I got to tell you, Krause, that is a big, big job. And there's not enough time in the day. And the old adage is, you know, work smarter, not harder. It's interesting because Nick espouses that. And everything else, when he talks about the 75-minute practices, the 90-minute practices, it's work smarter, not harder. Uh, Take advantage of your time. And then he said in his game planning, it probably takes more time than if he did it the other way. So there's a little uh, contradiction there. Uh, Concerned about that. And then, you know, this might be good, this might be bad, he admitted, like he's going to have people helping him when it comes to managing the game. So you think about timeouts. You think about uh, two-point conversions. What Ryan Paganetti did for Doug Peterson. Um, challenges. Uh, you know when to throw the challenge flag. You need help on that kind of stuff. <clears throat> now he did admit he's going to have a couple guys who help him there. I think it's going to be Kevin Petula is going to be one and um, their vice president sort of rules and is going to be the other. But um, he doesn't want to say that on the record because he said, look, every decision is mine and if there's going to be blame, uh, point the finger at me. Now, a lot of people will say that's awesome. That's a leader. That's what you should do. At the same time, Look, the preseason didn't matter, Joe. Preseason didn't matter. Winless in the preseason. They didn't play anybody. Nobody cared at the end of the day. On Sunday, it starts for real. Everybody's going to care. And Nick Sirianni, if you want the fingers pointed at you, buddy, they're going to be pointed at you. And I don't know if he wants all that, but I think he's going to figure it out pretty quickly. Maybe... You know, be a little bit more open with the system and and how it's structured, and maybe people will be a little bit more understanding. Just something to put in the background because I'm not sure this is the best way to do it. But that's, you know, rookie head coaches, you got to learn on the job. Lost my
0: light for a second. Johnny Mac, boy, I will tell you, um, you know, I've said it many times, You need to be smart enough to know what you don't know. Are you saying, and I don't want to get lost down a rabbit hole on this, but that concerns me. Are you saying that Nick?
2: That's why I was writing about it. Nick Sirianni
0: is going to micromanage every element of the game. That's what he said. The game planning, that's what he
2: said. Um, He said he wants to be in every aspect of it. And he said that's, you know, It's more time-consuming than the other way. Uh, And I encourage everybody to read it at Sports Illustrated. It's going to be up later tonight, uh, and I'll have it on my social media. But, yeah, I mean, the antenna went up. I said, "Uh, "That's you know, he's going to – I'll put it this way. It's not going to end up the way he thinks it's going to end up. He's going to have to delegate more. He's going to realize that very, very quickly.
0: One last thing on mannerisms during the ebb and flow of a game, Johnny Mack. We're so used to, at least from the Doug Peterson era, of assuming the team's going to go for it on fourth down when they find themselves in those positions. Over punt the football, flip the field, or whatever the case may be, even attempt the field. We're so used to seeing that. At one point, it used. To, at one point, it was an automatic underdog. We were. It was four downs. We we were either four and out or four and move the sticks. One or the other. Uh, does Nick do that, or 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 not? Does he play that same type of a? I don't want to call it a gambling style, but. It seemed to be an automatic for Doug. Is that going to be the same for for, for Sirianni or no?
2: It, it, it's in the same uncertain category. I will say that I think he's going to be more old school in his approach than Doug Peterson. Um, I don't think he's going to be aggress- as aggressive, which I think is interesting. And that's what Jeff McClain has been writing about this week. Cause Jeffrey Lurie is huge on very big on analytics and the analytics say what Doug Peterson did, go for it, go for it, go for it. Be very aggressive <clears throat> in certain situations. I don't think Nick believes in that. I think he believes in more of the old schooled approach. I say he's a young guy, but he's more of an old soul. Very similar to Jalen Hurts. Same thing. 23 year old kid, kind of an old soul, kind of an old school guy. Uh, I think Nerian- Nick Sirianni is in that same vein, and I think that's going to be something to keep an eye on as we go moving forward as well, as how does Jeffrey Lurie handle that if Nick Sirianni is punting the football or not going for it when he should go for it as far as what the analytics say. It's going to be something to keep an eye on.
0: great way to transition out of that into your I want to get a perspective on Jalen Hurts and his relationship with the head coach and and I ask that now because you just had the opportunity to sit down and go one-on-one with Jalen Hurts and that 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 head coach to quarterback dynamic is a real reality when 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 the clock is ticking and you're playing and the game's being played. It's, it, it, the, the cohesiveness between the two uh, and the synergy that they have to have is, is like essential. It's, it, it, it's necessary. I'm watching Bruce Arians, who's 66, and Tom Brady, who's 44, last <laughs> night in the game. And I'm watching yeah. that. And, yeah. and, and I'm saying to myself, I'm wondering, my goodness, and I'm saying, I got to ask Johnny Mack that tomorrow. Is Jalen and Nick now? Now they haven't they haven't spent a lot of time together. So so by time they don't, but they should have some of that, right? Yeah, I mean when you're the head coach and you're an offensive head coach,
2: you're you're married to the quarterback. That's the that's the actual word Doug Peterson used to use with Carson Wentz. He was married to the quarterback, and when the divorce was coming, it got ugly. Uh, Because you're that close, and all of a sudden it goes off into a disconnect. Um, Yeah, it's very important for Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts to have a strong relationship. They do, uh, but we're heading to week one. Um, The key is how is the relationship when things get strained, when there's hurdles, when there's some adversity, that's the key. You know, where does the relationship go at that point? I do know Jalen well enough to know that, Again, he's an even-keeled guy. I, I, I don't think you have to worry about him going off the reservation or uh, being upset. Uh, he's going to do uh, what the coaching staff believes is the best for this particular team. The question is, is this particular team, is this particular head coach and quarterback, are they good enough? That's the question.
0: Football 24-7 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget to like, share, or and subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. One last bullet point, Johnny Mack, because we're running out of time here on Football 24-7. The other bullet point that I listed, um, which was part of a lot of your analysis leading up to the game, uh, bad teams early in the season. Never want to play in Penn. Never. Are, are are dangerous and yeah. that's what you have here on Sunday
2: yeah I, I do think Atlanta is not uh, one of the more talented teams I think they're a lot like uh, even worse off if you talk about a transition a rebuilding what Jeffrey Lurie said this was for the Eagles I think it's even more so for the Falcons uh, defensively you know a lot of holes uh, offensively. We talked about the offensive line. There's no more Julio Jones. They're counting on a rookie player and Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, the running back situation isn't great. Uh, not a very talented team. But uh, I always say when there's bad teams, you want them late in the season because when you're three and 10, human nature takes over and you start saying, woe was me, the season's over. And it might not, not might be subconscious. You know, guys are still trying, guys are still fighting, but there is that subconscious part to it that says, we're not very good. Whereas week one everywhere, they don't know they're not good. And everybody's got that hope. You see all this hope burgeoning and Philadelphia up so as you get closer to week one. Incredible hope. Seeing people are saying, this team stinks. This team doesn't have a chance. Now they're on board. They got the hype of, of the preseason. All the, all the good talk of Tony Romo and Joe Banner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, all of a sudden, people are starting to think, well, the Cowboys lost. Lyle Collins got suspended today. Maybe we got a shot to win this thing. They're saying the same thing in Atlanta. They're saying the same thing in other cities with bad football teams. But it's going to come around, and they're going to realize at some point that they're a bad football team. They're not going to know that in week one, yeah. It's just all a right. bad spot. That's
0: why I said where we started, it's a bad spot for me. All right. Let's bring to a close tonight, Johnny Mac. Okay. I w- <laughs> Let's bring this to a close, all right? Uh, I want to feel good about Sunday. So when you join the live post-game show with Derek Gunn uh, and Mark Farzetta and Devin Caney and Lane Johnson checks in from the locker room and you check in from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I want to feel good uh, on Sunday, and I want to feel good about going into Sunday. Um, just give me one. Give me something to feel good. <laughs> oh, well, uh, you should you about.
2: should feel good going. They have a chance to win this game there's a very good chance Lane Johnson's one of them that this offensive line can dominate. You know, they only got to deal with Grady Jarrett and a bunch of pedestrian players. Um, The defensive line, we talked about Jalen Mayfield and the young interior of the Atlanta Falcons offensive line. Those two groups can win this game pretty much on their own. Um, And then you're going to be really excited going into week two in San Francisco. I go back to Thursday night, last night, and I see Tom Brady throwing the football all, all, all over the field, Dak Prescott, and I go back to what I said before. Long-term, that's my concern. I don't know if the Eagles can win a shootout, and when you get to the really good teams in this league, they score points. That, that, that is an issue. Atlanta shouldn't be one of those teams.
0: Good stuff for Football Friday. Focused Friday here on Football 24-7 uh, with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Again, Johnny Mac checking in from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The live post-game show hits two minutes after the clock expires right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, 6abc.com, Apple TV, Android TV, Fire TV, Roku TV, and a lot more uh, coming across the Jacob Media YouTube channel who will get Johnny Max very first golden game ball. We'll answer that question uh, on Sunday <laughs> afternoon uh, during the live Post game show, Johnny definitely going to be stuff.
2: an eagle. I'm not picking a falcon. It's always going to be an
0: eagle, win or lose. All right, good stuff from John McMullen. That's going to do it for our focused Friday report here on football 24 seven across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget if you have not done it already, and tell your friends a pair of season tickets, and we're going to give them away next week. Details coming this weekend. Big event next Thursday night, the 16th. Special broadcast next Friday, a week from today. Live here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And all kinds of great stuff uh, as the season officially gets underway. For John McMullen, for Xander Krause, and for all of our viewers tonight and on Football 24-7. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time,
1: everybody.